BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Acknowledge the space that you're in. Rise and grind today. It's a Monday, but we're alive. And we've already been so productive this morning that I kind of feel good. Like, let's let's hit this Monday hard. And it's also a short week. So, like, how really mad can we be? I know. We have a long holiday weekend coming up, everyone. So, acknowledge that space. And we're going to rise and grind until it's the long weekend. But we did rise and we did grind this morning because we recorded an interview, which is going to be at the end of this episode, so we can tell you on the show, with the girls from the Bull Type. We've got Aisha, we've got Katie, we've got Megan, we've got all three. All three bold type girls. So like we, the five of us, I would say we were the bold type. We were being quite bold. We were being extremely bold and... If you are a fellow bold typer, then today's episode is for you because um, ahead of their premiere on May 26th, we're sitting down with them about the final season and they were just like so nice and sweet. It was such a treat. It was a true delight. So if you're going to listen, it's at the end of this podcast episode. If you want to watch the video, we recorded with them via Zoom. It's up on our YouTube channel. Um, just like was really grateful for the opportunity. Yes, extremely grateful. I feel like my outfit today is like extremely bold type very jane it's very right she loves a puppy sleeve a bold sleeve a bold everything and so when i got dressed this morning i i definitely had that in mind yeah i forgot that like you know that they're fashion girlies no i knew that but i was just like it didn't occur to me to like join them on their fashion journey so i just looked like a regular person i do try to always dress in theme for our guests but we're recording another interview today that will be up on tomorrow's episode so we're not going to spoil it yet and so i had to dress for both guests and like when you know who the next guest is, you're going to know that it was really hard for me to not put all my eggs in that basket. I know, I know. And I appreciate and I commend your bravery. I really do. <laughs> it's someone's got to do it. Oh, bless Excuse you. Excuse me. Oh, I haven't sneezed on the podcast in a while. You sneezed on it means I'm truly brave. Truly. We have a great show for you guys. A lot happened over the weekend. There was SNL, the BBMAs, Kaylor's birthday. Like, there was just a lot of things happening that we just cannot wait to discuss. Yeah. It was a nice weekend, though. I feel like I had a lot of weekend. I feel like I got, I got a lot of time with the family. I read a lot. I finished my book, The Romanov Empress. It felt so long, but it was just as long as anything else that I read. And it was really good. So if you're looking for like a great history of Russia from 1860 to 1920, the Romanov Empress, the story you know, of Maria Fyodorovna. I am always looking for a nice... Brief b- history. Brief history of the Romanov Empire from 1860 to 1920. So the next time I'm searching for that, I will definitely pick that yeah, up. Yeah, because it's like you get the history, but in a, in a snack... Well, it's not snackable because it was long, but in a, like through the lens of one extraordinary woman. I too had a very robust weekend, lots of family time. I went out on Saturday night and just like got so drunk like I was hungover until I went to bed last night like you really were? bad like, I guess we didn't really chat that much yesterday because I didn't know it was really really bad like I went to bed at 10 o'clock I had like a splitting headache I just it was one of my worst hangovers to date wow was it worth it yeah okay I, I didn't have anything to do yesterday either but so. was the night fun yeah like it was oh. whatever I was just like desperate for a good time like I went to a party like I normally would have left upon arriving at you know but of course I stayed for like three hours I was just like really wanting to get drunk and like hang out well, you know, you did it. And I'm fine with it. And you it. did just that. And now I'm going to take it easy this week before the big weekend. And it's probably time we let you guys know. I know it's a long weekend, but of course we make a long weekend longer. <laughs> Even longer. So our last show of the week will be Thursday and then we'll be back on Wednesday because <laughs> we just have like things to do. I'm going to go on a boat, you know, like I have big MDW plans. Yeah, no, it's, it's really my fault because I have to be out of town. I have a wedding. And- Jackie has a wedding. So like I then took up vacation on the days that you were going to be gone. Yeah. So we'll be back on Wednesday. Um... 
That Sorry. Sounds- <laughs> it sounds really long when you say it like Thursday to Wednesday, but everyone's off for the most part, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yes, exactly. So we just took one extra day. One extra which day. Which we need to take. So we'll give you extra content this week to get you through. Lots of yeah. interviews, lots of Patreon. Speaking of, I uploaded my What I Eat in a Day vlog to the Patreon, and I think people are really, really enjoying it. I know that you did. Uh, I actually really did, and I do believe it goes without saying that um, before watching the video, uh, Jackie's not a doctor. No, She's no. not recommending this for anyone. This is just what no, she I'm does. No, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a vlogger, so I have to show you what I eat in a day. And honestly, people get those two confused a lot. A hundred percent, but like, if you're not, you're not a vlogger if you're not showing people what you eat in a day. And you're not a doctor if you're not a vlogger. A hundred percent. And I find what other people eat in a day like so, so interesting. interesting. So, because you just get like good ideas from other people too. So, um, I filmed that. And, and if anybody wants me to record one, it will be three hours long because I just like <laughs> eat so much I in a day. I would love for you to record one. You know what? It's like actually embarrassing because like the video would be five minutes. Like I have a chewy bar in the morning and I don't eat anything till dinner and then I eat 4,000 calories for dinner. Like that's just me. <laughs> yeah. I... I would be curious. And also, when you start to have to film, like, what you eat in a day, it's kind of like when you have to, like, input your... Accountability. Like, into Noom or something. You yeah. really start, like, paying attention. You're like, should I eat that? Or, or I'm going to have to put it on the vlog. Right. So I, I definitely had one of my best days because of the vlog. So thank you guys for holding me accountable. So the vlog was basically, like, your Teddy Mellencamp. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. If you want to eat well, just vlog it every day. Okay. Good thing I don't want to But then you also well. have to, like, post it, too, and, and nobody wants to watch that. So. No. Um, Well, we have a great show for you guys today. Lots to discuss, lots to recap. I'm so excited to talk about SNL. Like, I have so many thoughts. So I just feel like, why not? Get right into it. Yeah, do you have anything else to say? Um, I feel like I always have something to say. We want to wish a very happy birthday to Magnolia. Today is Magnolia's first birthday. Happy birthday, Knowles. Bruno's girlfriend. He's looking to take you to dinner tonight, so keep your calendar open. We love you, Magnolia, even though Magnolia's mom, Mara, never watches this show. So... This is falling upon deaf ears. Yes, but we're just so happy Magnolia's turned one and we couldn't wish for anything better for her. And you know what? She's really like a really good girl. She's a good girl. And so I'm really proud. Like she's had, she's had a really hard first year. Margot keeps her in line. Like Margot was the strictest dog mom ever. But look at Magnoli. She's really like a great dog. Yeah. Speaking of dogs, I have a Bruno update that I don't know. I told you and like you really were like shook by it. And so was I when I forgot I what out. it was. That Bruno, I weighed him this weekend. Oh. Bruno weighed 16 pounds, you guys. I just feel like that's a lot of brew. It is, especially because my frame of reference is Theo, who I believe weighs somewhere around 25 pounds. So you, you cannot tell me that Bruno only weighs nine pounds less than yeah. Theo. No, it was, it was kind of shocking, but I was just like, the more the merrier. And then it's also shocking because 16 pounds is like, you would think like, Lifting weights or something. Like, yes. 16 pounds is, like, nothing. No, but, like, if you pick up a 15-pound dumbbell, no, that feels, like, really heavy. But compared to brew, I don't know. I just thought everyone should know that. Make it make sense. Brew is growing into just a lovely young man. Growing. He we does do it every day. He's We're growing in the evening. And even when we play and when we grow a little taller, we can do more things because we're growing. I didn't know the other half of the song. Excuse me. Okay, we can get into everything. I don't have SNL as a story, so you'll have to slot that in somewhere. You don't? No. Why? Everyone's quaking. About what? You know, it was the final episode of the season. People were curious if certain cast members were going to be announcing that they're leaving. None of them did. But, like, well, I guess we could just get into it right now. Yeah, just tell us your thoughts quickly. I just, like... It's, nev- it's not going to be a story. Unless Elon Musk is hosting, it's not going to be a story. Oh, that's so funny because I literally thought it was the best episode all season. I was in hysterics. And yes, when I'm hungover, I'm more susceptible to laugh at your jokes because I'm, like, just generous like that. <laughs> but I thought it was hysterical. I thought I learned so much about Anya Taylor-Joy. Like, she's, first of all, like, so stunning. But we already knew that. I didn't know that, like, Spanish was her first language. She grew up in Miami. She had a very unique accent. It was, like, American, but, like, not. Um, she grew up in Argentina. Like, she was just this woman of the world. And I didn't know anything about her. Um... She acted so well in all of the sketches. There were so many funny sketches. And Weekend Update, they do my favorite thing, which is at the end of every season, they write jokes for each other. Oh, yeah. So, like, they blindly have to read jokes that the other one wrote for them. And, of course, like, Michael Che's always ma- Michael che always makes the jokes or Colin Joe's, like, really racist. So it was just, it was so funny. It was a great episode. And Lil Nas X was unbelievable. Like, I just think he's so talented. And he ripped his pants on I stage. Saw, I saw the headlines. Everyone's, like, quaking. I thought he was... Was great and you know what it really just like I was thinking when I was watching him like he really just created like an entirely new genre like I don't even know what I would call 
his music like it's it's so different and like his aesthetic is so different and I just thought he was great and I thought it was a really good episode and now a lot of people are speculating it's the final season like who's leaving who's staying because there was an emotional moment there was an emotional moment at the beginning of the episode with 80 Kate McKinnon um, Cecily Strong and Keenan and everyone well Cecily got kind of choked up and the whole vibe of the show I was getting like the impression that Cecily was gonna leave which I I'm so excited for like I, I actually think she's the least funny person like on the entire show and that's saying a lot um and also they gave her like this big tribute thing at um at the end of weekend update so it was kind of just, it felt like her send-off like she didn't say or do anything it just had those vibes and I endorsed like I think that is fully the right decision um and then Pete Davidson came out on weekend update and just made like a weirdly sentimental conclusive kind of speech like this has been so fun. Thank you so much for letting me grow up in front of you guys. Bye. Like, it was... Like, I will not be surprised if he leaves. Yeah. It's it's honestly surprising that he's still there. I mean, especially because uh, he's never there. Like, he doesn't... He was literally in one sketch, and it was actually pretty funny. But um, I really feel like they need to clean house, like, in a lot. And they need to, like, start promoting other people. Like, I feel like Beck Bennett, like, is actually really funny. And he deserves, like, more airtime. Yeah. Um... I really do not think Melissa Villasenor is funny, like, at all. And I wouldn't mind seeing her go. Um, it almost feels like she, like, does certain impressions and, like, forces them to make her do it on Weekend Update. Like, I just don't... I don't <laughs> find her funny at all. I do not find Cecily Strong funny at all. I think that Keenan is great. Keenan should stay. I think if Keenan or Kate McKinnon leave, like, the show is fucked. Like, they're, like, the, the actual, like, celebrity, like, stars, like, that come from SNL, like... Kristen Wiig or whoever. So I don't know what they will do if either one of them leave. And I don't think either one of them is going to leave. You don't think, but people think. People are speculating that Kate McKinnon is leaving. Mm-hmm. I don't think she is. Okay, interesting. I agree. They could use a little bit of a shakeup and the ratings stay the same. Yeah, and just like some of the people who've been on for a few years, like they just didn't take off. Like Heidi Gardner, like she's funny, but like she didn't, she's like not unique enough in my opinion. Got it. So I just feel like a lot of people who have been there, for, like, and they really need to make the show, the Bowen and... Um, Chloe Feynman show. Like, they are the future of this show and they're hysterical. Yeah. So, that's my thoughts. Okay, cool. I only watched the one sketch, uh, Brar Barn, because you and I need to go you there. You guys, <laughs> I lost my mind. That was maybe one of the best sketches I've seen in like the last 10 years. When they said, a bra is for boobies and a bra is for breasts, I was crying. And then when they held up their two bras, I'm like, I literally have that bra. Like, <laughs> It, they were like straps so wide they're a pair of jeans it was so fucking funny and so accurate and when they gave Jill Zarin a shout out like it was just everything that was a brilliant sketch yes okay well I might watch the rest of the episode now it was that very good now that you've raved about it yeah okay so now without further ado to do to do where are you right here sleeping being a precious boy it is time for the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast while you listen to the sweet sounds no one of, can hear it while you listen to the sweet sounds of construction we are so excited that today's episode is brought to you by olive and june the mammy system the answer to salon perfect nails at home olive and june polishes last over seven days and they do not chip with the mammy system each at-home manicure comes out to just two dollars and we have a special link for you to shop at oliveandjune.com because the hardest thing about doing your nails yourself is that you can't you've tried they look like they've been painted by a five-year-old and salon manicures are so expensive oh my god i went to a manicure a few weeks ago my place i guess you know tough times because of covid manicure gel manicures at my nail salon now are 60 dollars. whoa so i've been forced to find other options and olive june olive and june has really saved my life um the olive and june manicure system shows you what diy manis should look 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 like and that it's possible to have your polish last chip free for over seven days the system comes with all the tools you need honestly the best part of the whole kit is the little tools the cuticle oil is absolutely everything of the sort of course it comes with a nail file but it also comes with a nail buffer which is just as important and constantly forgotten mm-hmm. the polishes are beautiful colors they're all very pliny but also the polishes come with this um what would you call it it's like it's a silicone adapter that you put on top of the polished bottles that really keep your hands steady and you can move it from bottle to bottle. It's really great. Yeah, it helps you do a steady manicure. It's like training nails for a yeah. manicure. The Manny system comes with six polishes, so it breaks down to just $2 a manicure when you used to spend at least $35 for one gel, gel manicure and in my new place, 60 Um our nails have never looked better, and we did them ourselves. So get your new nail life. And if you want to get 20% off your first Manny system, it is code toast at oliveandjune.com. Again, that's oliveandjune.com. The code is toast, and you can get 20% off your first manicure system when you use the promo code toast at oliveandjune.com. We are done 
with expensive bad manicures. We are. They have the plenteous colors, and the game is forever changed. Truly. We're doing manicures at home now. Like, yeah. Now that we can, we will. Get in the car. In We're going Kotos. home. Get in the car. We're doing our nails at home. Okay, first story. Are you ready? It's the global story. It's, is it Eurovision? It's Eurovision. Okay. It's truly global. Eurovision winners main skin agree to a drug test after cocaine allegations. Okay, this is a crazy turn of events. We, well, let's backtrack let's because backtrack. most people in America do not know what Eurovision is. And I, I honestly didn't know about it until last year when I Brian got tickets and we went in Tel Aviv. Like, yes, and I think for the first time ever, it was... Broadcast. broadcast on Peacock, so you could watch it in America. And Which we spent all of Saturday watching Eurovision, the longest it was show so long. of all time. But it so was it's really a talent show. interesting. It's a talent a show. A global talent show for every European country. Yes. It's like the Olympics. Everyone gets to submit one act. They write original songs. They perform them all weekend. They cut to finalists. And on Saturday, it was the fi- finale. 26 countries performed. One is the winner. It was Italy. It was Italy. And if you watch, you, then you're genuinely shocked by Italy being the winner. Like, when the scores were coming in and like all the points were going to Italy and Switzerland and France. France deserved it. Italy and Switzerland, I'm like... Are you serious? Like, I, I was, I thought this was a talent-based competition, so I was kind of confused. Yeah, no, it was definitely based on nothing other than, I don't know, friendships. Like, right, be, yeah. I have no idea why these people voted the way that they voted. Politics. But it was, is it political? Do you really, I, like, I was wondering as I was watching, because, like, the way these countries were voting made no fucking sense. Like, no, literally, like, justice for Malta. Justice for Malta. Malta was so clearly the winner from, and Israel was in, and I, of course, wanted Israel to win, and even I knew that Malta should have won. Like, Malta was everything. Everyone on Twitter was like, it's literally Maltese Lizzo. Like, she had such an amazing voice, such energy. Such a great song. Such a great song, and she had, like, her girl dancers. Like, it was just powerful. Yeah, there were so many, like, great acts. And Sweden. Italy didn't even... Cross my mind. Wouldn't even be top 15. Actually might have been bottom five for me. Agreed. Which was shocking. So anyways, they won based on whatever credentials these people voted on. Based on policy. Yeah. And then also they got the fan votes. Like, no, they didn't. And Malta, like, didn't get a lot of fan votes. Yes, Malta's so small. And of course, like, the the bigger countries are at a bigger advantage. They have more people to vote for them. It's a really big deal in Europe. Like, people wait up all night and they vote. Like, it's a huge deal. So, of course, you're going to vote for your home country. And I just don't think there are that many voters from Malta. Yeah, perhaps. But that's why the judge votes could, could yes. really help. But anyways, in a strange twist of events, the Italian glam rock band that won the Eurovision Song Contest returned, su- returned home Sunday to the adulation of fans, congratulations from the government, and so much speculation that the lead singer had snorted cocaine during the show that now he's vowed to take a drug test. He said, we want to shut down the rumors. The rumors spread on social media after he was seen bending over a table during the Saturday night live TV broadcast. There's a photo of it, a video of it. It really does look like he's doing cocaine on it TV. It really <laughs> does. So in but, order to squash the rumors and not take away from their win, he is going to do a drug test. Well, I think, I, I mean, I saw the picture and Lair was like, you cannot tell me that this man was not doing cocaine. But if you agree to a drug test and it's not even mandatory, because I think, he, if let's say he was tested positive for drugs. I don't think he would get his... Disqualified. No, he wouldn't. So I just think he wants to salvage his reputation. Yes. Which I understand. But he doesn't have to submit to this drug test. So the fact that he is makes me think that he wasn't. Right. Because but he the picture... He could just let these like rumors fly and it's just like this funny thing. But the fact that he's going so far out of the way makes me feel like, okay, maybe maybe not. And I don't think it would disqualify him any, in any way. This isn't the Kentucky Derby. Well, no, it's not like a sport. Yeah. I, I, this, he's not Medina Spirit. Right. So I don't know... Um, but I think the fact that he is agreeing to do it when literally like nobody's asking him to makes me think he's innocent. But that picture is very damning. It is very damning. But I also feel like I hadn't seen these rumors until he agreed to the drug test. So I, I kind of feel like he's giving it more legs. Yeah. But also like when I was watching him, I literally said to you, I'm like, if this guy wins, he's going to be the biggest douchebag in all of Italy. Like he was just like feeling himself. And like now that he won, he like thinks he's so great. Um, yeah. So he's obviously like, I just got the vibe that he was like a douche and like really like wants to be famous Mm -hmm. so I think so I think like honestly all in all this is just like part of his image now yeah no I'm maybe he's just like riding this wave and like he's like oh okay I'm going viral like let's play this out right that's true also there are a lot of ways to get around drug tests especially if it's not like mandated by the court like when you have to submit a drug test like to the government they like watch you pee. There's nothing you can do to right. He but if no one's monitoring, Dwayne Reed one and his, his sister pees in the cup. Like, yeah. yeah, there's no one monitoring this specific drug test. So, like, no offense. Like, why would I believe you? Right, and I, I'm pretty sure like cocaine leaves your body in a few three days. days, and it's been three. Yeah. So if he's like, I'll take it tomorrow. Unless you do it with your hair, 
I think like hair drug tests. I don't know. I don't know. I've never we'll, taken a we'll drug keep, test. We'll keep you posted on the results of this. But mostly we just want to talk about Eurovision because it was just really interesting to watch. It was. And it was like nice to watch when you have no stake in the game. Like you're just truly like a, an admirer from America. Mm-hmm. But it was really frustrating because we started watching it at 3 o'clock and it was over at like 7. So it was four hours just for us to literally watch a competition that was based on nothing. Right. Truly, truly based on nothing. Because if they wanted to like, if they wanted someone to win, also like you told us, the person who wins, then Eurovision's hosted in their country next year so maybe like at Eurovision they know where it's going to be next year and they've got to make that person win somehow that I could possibly understand but then in that case they could let like the fan votes sort of sway towards like I just wish the judges votes were based on merit it made no fucking sense yeah and it was just I felt like I wasted my whole afternoon and I also felt like at first when everyone was voting for really terrible acts I was like oh maybe this is a a way for them to have their country win if they vote for someone who's like not really sucked a, a good candidate but then everyone might have had that same idea and voted for the worst people because the worst people were the winners it was so shocking and it really felt like a waste but I did enjoy like watching like this global moment yeah me too I kind of felt like left out and I was thinking like if if we were a part of it like we would kill it in America you know yeah and we were also saying that Toast by Claudia Asher is actually like a very Eurovision song it really is because all the songs are original and they're all for the most part except even the people who went it was rock everyone else it's really like a dance bop like very you know Erica Jane style that's literally what Toast is so I'm just putting it out there like if somebody wants to license Toast for next year's Eurovision in Italy like I would be okay with it. Yeah, I think that, that would, that's exactly the future of Toast. I think it is too. <laughs> okay, ready for our next story? Another wonderful performance moment. Pink. Pink performed her show-stopping medley of hits at the BBMAs, including an aerial duet with her daughter, Willow. Okay, this was, like, really surprising to watch. It was a family affair to kick off her medley of hits at the 2021 Billboard Music Awards. Pink hit the stage alongside her nine-year-old daughter, Willow, for an adorable acrobatic performance of their duet, Cover Me in Sunshine. Then she went on to sing a medley of her hits. But when I first saw Pink come onto the stage, I was like, okay, that's probably her daughter that she's carrying. But then they started going through the air. I was like, there's no way that's the daughter. Yeah. But it was the daughter. Yeah, no, I know the daughter because I follow Pink on TikTok. I thought it was like a daughter lookalike. No, and she's been like promoting this new song, Cover Me in Sunshine, so much. So Willow's been all over the talk. Yeah. And I just have to say, like, adore Pink. I'm about to praise her. I absolutely despise that song. Agreed. I'm literally Pink's, amongst her biggest fans, like, I can't say enough good things. I don't like that song. Hate it. Um, But, not to be negative, I thought it was a wonderful performance. I think, like, it really kind of validated what we know about Pink, but now, like, maybe the world will see. Like, she's just, like, a star. And she's ready to do the Super Bowl. In that, case, was the, that was the message. In case the bigwigs at NFL were like, is she ready? Is she not ready? Last night she said, I'm ready. And if Pink is not doing the Super Bowl this year, this year, I don't want to see. She'll do it eventually, I'm sure. But if it's not this year, then I don't want it. No, I completely agree. First of all, her vocals are on point. Her songs are such hits. Like, you, oh, like even when her medley, which was kind of small, it was only, like, three or four songs, like, the truckers for Pink have arrived. Yeah, and they're not going quietly, and they're saying Super Bowl this year, not next year. Yeah, because first of all, she has so many fucking hits that are just mega, mega, like, everyone knows them. Every mm-hmm. generation, it's like, kids on TikTok know it, it's from Mean Anthems. Girls. Anthems. Her performing abilities are unparalleled, like, truly. And she loves a spectacle. Like, every one of her concerts is a mini Super Bowl. The aerial, the flipping, the ha- harness, like, that's what a Super Bowl is. It's a true spectacle, and that is her specialty, and I don't know why it's taken this long. Yeah, I don't know why either, but she is ready, and Willow's ready, too, because I was truly shocked to see that her daughter is an acrobat as well. Yeah, like that. it was really I sweet. was, like, nervous, but obviously they know what they're doing, but I was just like, wow. I... I was I was really impressed. You were I re- speechless. I apparently, was speechless. no, I was really impressed. It takes a lot to like impress, especially at an award show. Yeah, like know? from a kid, you know. Yeah, and she had said before when she was interviewed on the red carpet, she was like, "The first three minutes of my show are maybe my favorite performance I've ever done." And I was like, "I feel like celebrities are always saying that to like hype themselves up." And I can now I understand. Um, but let's talk about the BBMAs like a little bit because sure. it was I watched, super boring. I watched up until Pink performed. And Me then too. I, and then I was like. Goodbye. It was really boring, and it's just one of those award shows. It's like whoever shows up gets the award. Like yes, I, I not and to, not a lot of people showed up. Right. So like, oh, I wonder who's going to win the country award. Maybe the only person who's here, Gabby Barrett, won both of them. Like it was just obvious and like kind of stupid. And you don't really watch up for the awards because no offense, they're kind of meaningless. You watch for the performances. I saw a bunch. I thought Doja Cat was great. I thought Doja Cat was great. And SZA, like they're just like a dynamic duo. I lo- I oh, love Doja so Cat. So good. I feel like in something. We, like, she's just, every song is a hit, thanks to TikTok. Every song is a hit. And when I was watching the BBMAs, I was just really thinking, like, 
And I thought this, I remember thinking this last year too, like I know every single one of these songs only because of TikTok. Like I've never heard, heard them on the radio. I don't listen to them on Spotify, but I know every word because of TikTok. And it's actually, and Tanya Rad did the um, pre-show. She was like the Juliana. It was actually crazy. Like she did the whole thing and she did amazing. Like she spoke to the Jonas Brothers Pink, literally everyone. She did incredibly. And all the, so much of the interview questions like were so naturally about TikTok, especially with Doja Cat. Like it's the impact TikTok has in the music industry is truly unparalleled. Yeah. Um, but the show was boring, honestly. Yeah, it was pretty boring. I was happy to turn it off and get back to my book. Um, I just want to say, like, I thought AJR was really good. I have no idea who that is. Okay, they sing that song, Let's Go Out with a Bang. That was from the Kardashian commercials. I don't know it. You, you would know it if you heard it. Because even Zach knew it. And we're, like, the oldest people alive. Yeah, you really so, are. So, um, I just, like, they... I just liked AJR. Just want to say that. Now you're a big AJR girl. I'm a big AJR girly. And the lead singer like had his own thing going on. Oh, are you that into was, him? No, no, no. That wasn't was that like, getting jealous? I was about to say that wasn't my personal thing. Oh. Um, but he had his own thing. He was doing his own thing. I respect people who have their own thing. And they do their own thing. Do. They do da do. Their do, own da, thing. Do, da, do, day. No, it was it was an interesting um just sign of the times of like who's around and who's not around. And who's showing up and who's not showing up. It was nice to see Drake. Oh, I didn't I didn't get that there. What a handsome man. I didn't see him. It, I thought Nick Jonas did a good job hosting, kept the show moving. Yeah. I know it pains you to say something nice about him. But it doesn't. Like, I'm more than happy to say nice things about Nick Jonas. I just, like, didn't really know what he was doing there. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah no, he's, like, too famous for that. No, I know. And I wondered why he even would do that, especially because, like, hosting is now, like, the worst job in the business. But he, he didn't even try to be funny. He was just like, I'm getting you from A to, to B. B. No, and I appreciated it. But I do think... Part of the reason, because I agree, I don't know why he would take it. He's more famous than that, and he's getting awards, not giving them out. Yeah. Like it was just bizarre. I do think that he's like very eager to do things separate from his brothers, like be a Jonas brother, but also be Nick Jonas. He's in this movie coming up. He's got the spaceman. Like he very much wants to. Oh yeah, he has Pachemin. Yeah, he very much wants to be his own thing in addition to being a Jonas Brother, and I think that this was just one more part of that. I don't understand the eagerness to, like, not be a Jonas Brother when, like, the Jonas Brothers are the greatest thing that ever happened, and Kevin Jonas, like, actually looked really hot last night, so I think that's why. Okay, cool. I agree. I don't understand the eagerness, but you know what? Like, everybody, you need to fulfill your passions. That's true. Well, otherwise, you know, otherwise, you'll resent the, your brothers. And we are always, always, like, talking about and, and pushing our passions forward here at The Morning Toast, and we should be more supportive of Nick Jonas following his passions. I'm completely supportive of him. Oh, I'm not. Right. I'm just like, be a Jonas brother and stop. Just, yeah, yeah. But sometimes that's not enough for someone. I can't imagine. Can't I can't relate. imagine. Can't fucking relate, but some, I guess that's how he feels. Okay. Um, are you ready for our next story? Only if it's a story that's brought to you by Hair Food. It is. Hair Food offers super simple, superfood inspired products that will make your hair look and feel amazing. Whatever hair texture or hair type you have, Hair Food has a recipe for you. In addition to their beloved nourishing coconut milk and chai spice collection, you've got to try some of their new recipes. The apple cider vinegar hair rinse, which is perfect for days when your hair needs a gentle cleanse before conditioning and there's no shampoo required. Apple cider vinegar has so many benefits for your hair and so I love that they're using it in their product. The rinse is amazing. Also, the detangler. It's a turmeric and almond oil detangling milk. It's not just for kids. It takes care of stubborn knots. Perfect for like the summer, you know, when you get all chlorine in your hair. And also they have a shea butter and pear color repair concentrate. So if you color your hair and your hair is maybe slightly overprocessed, it can make it look vibrant and healthy. All the products smell so good and all the products are free of sulfates, parabens, dyes, mineral oils, and are certified PETA cruelty free. So if you're looking for nourished, healthy hair, it's got to be hair food. Look for it at Amazon, Walmart, and Target. Love it. Okay, next story. Some fun news. Kendall Jenner had a star-studded launch party oh, yeah. on Friday night for her new liquor brand, 818 Tequila. Her famous family, including her sisters Kylie, Kim, Chloe, and her mom, Chris, no Courtney, by the way, because she was out supporting Travis, came out for the party at the Nice Guy in West Hollywood and documented the occasion on all their social media channels with some sickening photos. Other celeb guests included Haley Baldwin, Kate Hudson, and Katy Perry. That's so weird. I literally was just like, who's Haley Baldwin? Her name is Haley Bieber now. Like, that's how I literally think oh, of her. Oh, that's so true. That's I, so, to me, they're interchangeable, but Bieber is taking the lead. No, but I was like, Ireland Baldwin was there? Like, I literally did not know who Haley was. That was crazy. so weird. Wow. Um, yes. So there are very few things that, like, I wake up in the morning and see and, like, actually I'm furious that I wasn't invited to. Like, not in any world that I would be invited, but, like, that looked like the best party. First of all, it's all about tequila, so everyone was probably just so drunk. Kendall really does have, like, the coolest friends. You know, like, Haley, like, I love that crew. And... 
Kylie was there. She looked amazing. The the stories, like I watched Kim's stories a hundred times. Like it looked just so fun. And I just like, I woke up like really sad that like, I'm not a part of that social circle, even though like in what world would I be? But like, you know me, I'm like delusional. Like I was really upset. Oh wow. I was really happy to like see this oh. party. It just looked. Two, two, two different girls. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like. I could not handle being there. Like you. Oh, I could. You would be great. I would work. Like for me, I just like, I'm just so glad that this is happening. Like for them, I'm so glad that they're like sharing content. Everyone looks so amazing. It did look so fun. There were like fun, funny videos, lots of TikToks made, like great photo moments. And they're really doing the most for 818. They're doing as much as they possibly can. I know. And it's like difficult because I do believe 818 is only currently available in California. Mm. So I love the press and I love the marketing, but like I can't even buy it. Yeah. And it's like at this point, I I mean, I probably won't try because I wouldn't know like what good tequila is versus bad but like I'm sure at this point you're curious I'm sure it's fabulous like I would drink it you think so yeah the but, par- but the- don't you want to know for sure you yeah, know I'll try it like if I ever get an opportunity yeah um also Chris Jenner and, and Corey Gamble Chris's outfit was so iconic like she was wearing the 818 vest I don't know if that's going to be merch but like it was all just so brilliantly marketed because like need that vest so badly yeah the bucket hat Everything. Chris looked so cool. Like, the, she looked cooler than anyone there. Yeah, no, they're doing a really good job of marketing it. And um, I'm happy for Kendall because... Me too. She's had... Like, I feel like, you know, it's always... Up until now, she's been, like, the face of another brand or this... Or, like, modeling for... But or it's doing never, collabs with her sisters. Yeah, she's never had her own like big thing like this and and it, it, I think it went really well I saw she bought borrowed Kylie's lip kick truck to do the a track, which is just like we love to see the support I'm sure the Kardashians just own that truck and yeah. like they use it for different you need things. a truck for everything for all your businesses and you know what like I feel like we don't really know that much about Kendall but what we do know is that like she gets really anxious and like so many of her jobs require her to be away from home and to travel a lot and like that's when her anxiety builds up and you know as you get older you do kind of phase out of modeling and so I really feel like this is like a perfect bridge for her into like another phase of her life not that she's old but you know what I mean yeah no you want to be constantly be evolving so so I think this is like a brilliant marketing move I think the branding is very cool there is a little bit of controversy yes, so I have that also there's a Texas company well there's a, a lot of controversy about the tequila itself of course I mean that commercial was <laughs> twisted like whoever literally put her in that outfit and the hair and makeup and then also had her sit in a pickup truck with a broken window with a trash bag over it. Like, it was so offensive and so out of touch. It was atrocious. Yes. Also, a Texas tequila company, um, it's called Tequila 512. Um, The CEO, Nick, posted to Instagram this week highlighting the similarities between his brand and her brand. One, they're both three number names. They're made from the same distillery. They kind of have, like, a same color scheme. And then the 512 is distilled three times and 818 is distilled twice. twice. And... 818 costs more than 512. You know, there's definitely something there to his claims, like uh, 100%. Yeah. To me, this sounds like um, Kylie Lipkid and ColourPop. (gasps) Oh my God, literally. That's a great analogy. It's the exact same product, but you're paying for the branding. Same factory. Yeah, same factory, everything. Huh, good call. Yeah. I had to the price. Yeah, yeah. But you're buying like the The name. The name. Wow, that's actually a really good call. It's a perfect analogy. Thanks. Well, if, if, Kylie Cosmetics is any indication, then 818 will be very successful. Okay, but also Kylie Cosmetics right now is like not in operation. I think they're like something big is coming, secret project. But like, I guess if I I can't like go buy a lipstick right now, like the site is down. I know. Like being transformed. I feel like they might, because I feel like this is kind of dramatic for a total rebrand, like with new logos. And I do feel like they need a new logo. It's kind of outdated. Um, I feel like they're becoming like a clean beauty company. You think? Yeah. Or it's going to be like a hub for all Kylie skin. She she just trademarked Kylie baby. Maybe it turns into Kylie beauty and it's like skin, maybe hair. And she just is like, that's a much better idea than mine. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, that's definitely it. Kylie skin, when it came out, I was like, nobody needs this. But now I'm like, Kylie skin's everything. I use the face wash. And I know like there a lot of like dermatologists have said like they don't like some of the fragrances used, but I base my judgment on skincare for like how it works on my skin okay. and not like what someone on TikTok says. Agreed. And with that said, I think the best like influencer skincare right Covey. now is Covey. I was talking to Emily Didonato yesterday because you have been, I use the vitamin, they have three products. Yes. One, I use two, the three. vitamin C serum and you've been like raving about the cleanser, but I, I have an open cleanser and I don't like to have multiple open products. Oh, I use a different, I like rotate between three or four cleansers. But so yesterday, you keep it fresh. I finally ran out of my CeraVe drugstore um, moisturizer and I didn't have, so I went into my cabinet and I got the Covey one and I can't believe I let it sit in my cabinet for like a month because it's literally the best moisturizer I've used ever. It's so fantastic. Like if you truly use one cleanser, then two vitamin C serum and three, the moisturizer, 
it's you don't need anything else. The whole kit is really gets you covered from start to finish. And Emily Giannato is a toaster, so like that makes me like the brand like a little bit more. But it's really it's a it's a I agree. It's one of the best influencer brands out right now. Or I'm almost, not influencer. I'm almost out of the cleanser because I also put in my travel bottle to take with me to like Pritikin and Smart. in Nashville. And I'm gonna buy more. Like I love it so much. Me too. This is not that just a genuine. I agree. Enjoyment of Covey. So I think you're definitely onto something with Kylie Beauty. Sounds sounds nice. Yeah, but I, I think it's going to be something big like that. So stay tuned. But it's been it's been like a while. The website's yes. been down like not like just weeks. since yesterday for like weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So we'll keep you posted, mystery. But this is a case for the FBI. Literally. Are you ready for our next story? Sure. Because J Lo was all smiles Ugh. with Ben Affleck in Miami. I'm sorry. I love these people. Well, I love J Lo. I so don't care. Like, I'm, I'm really, really searching high I know. and low for a fuck to give. And I just don't. Like, okay, cool. They're back together. Like, what should I do? Go throw a parade? I don't know. Because up until this point, like, I really thought they were just, like, working on a new business venture or no. something. But now these pictures are really pointing in the direction that, you know, Benefer is reunited Better than ever. I, the one thing I, I do like have energy for is the fact that like this is such a slap in the face to A-Rod <laughs> after he literally slapped her in the face yes. like with the whole Madison LaCroix thing. Yes. So I love that part of it. And A-Rod is like obviously spiraling. Like his posts on social media have been so weird. And also, did you see he started a makeup company for men? called like his and hers or something? I did see because I saw that picture that was like going viral. Which I actually think is not a bad idea. There is some guy on TikTok I've like seen. He's like a small business who like makes concealer for men and like he's literally just got put out of business. Um, But I thought some of the promotional um, imagery was very provocative (laughs) and very weird. I just saw this like picture of A-Rod putting on concealer and it was just kind of disarming and and he looked very bizarre and i i can't stress like i actually think it's a great idea like i think ben sometimes needs concealer like he has such puffy under eyes like i think it's a good idea but like just something about seeing this picture really like just threw me through a loop or whatever the fucking phrase is flew yeah. me through a loop no and it's like the picture is um kind of jarring but then also like everyone's talking about this picture it's actually pretty good marketing for his yes brand he just looks like i don't know he just looks weird like sitting at his vanity like putting on concealer and not to be mean like i really do believe first of all there is a space for like you know, manly men, you know, makeup. Wearing makeup, yeah. Um, because they need it. Like, I see sometimes people out in the street with pimples. I'm like, girl, like, I would never leave my house like that. Like, neither should you. Like, yeah, yeah, men yeah. need makeup. Why is it okay for you? Yeah, they need to start putting forth some more ep- effort. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with the mission behind the company. I just can't explain, like, why something about the photo just, like, tickled me in the wrong way. <laughs> I agree. I, I do agree. And I just, like, I, I actually went from, like, being obsessed with, with A-Rod to, like, wanting to see him hurt. Like, I'm so mad at him for what he did to J-Lo. Him. Yeah. And I, I know that this Benefer thing is definitely bothering him because like people are obsessed with Benefer in the way that they used to be obsessed with Alo. And I know he's jealous. Like I yeah. know he is. And that makes me happy because I'm yeah. so team Jennifer. And it's like they were so obsessed with Alo J-Rod for yeah. so long that you didn't think that her next relationship could be bigger and better. But it's actually like so much bigger, so much better. And they have an even better couple name. Like Benefer is iconic. Yeah. No. And it like harks back to and it's just everything. And so, yes, while I agree, like just Ben and Jennifer, like. Okay, whatever whatever but when you add a rod to the mix i'm like so yeah so beyond like think it. of how embarrassing it must have been for j-lo to not only be caught up in some scandal with her fiance but when that fiance is talking to like a 25 year old reality star like that's just i love madison Lacroix, but it's beneath j-lo yeah to even and so like whatever a rod is feeling right now like he is so deserving of yes I agree. i'm very upset with him i agree clearly well you ready for our fifth and final story only if it's a story that's brought to you by better help it is Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp is here and they will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist where you can start communicating in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It is not self-help. It is professional counseling and it's all done securely online where you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. Then you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash toast. That's BetterHelp.com slash toast to join the over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Again, if you want a special discount, go to BetterHelp.com slash toast and you'll get 10% off your first month. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. BetterHelp.com slash toast for 10% off your first month. Love it. Okay, fifth and final story is a little tech news. A little tech news. Snap. I don't know if you remember them. Snapchat back, yeah. will be buying an AR company, Wave Optics, for over $500 million. They're making a big push into augmented reality Wait, just technology. Really, really quickly, this reminds me, I want to talk about the WeWork documentary after this, because I oh, watched it. Okay, great. Snapping said Friday it will acquire Wave Optics, a British augmented reality company, for over $500 million. The deal, first reported by The Verge and confirmed by a spokesperson, will help the owner of photo messaging app Snapchat push its way into a future where AR eyewear could be ubiquitous. They really believe that AR is the future and they're trying to push it on everyone. I thought that that's what the snap spectacles were. Yeah. I just feel like they've been talking about like AR and VR forever and like it really never like took off. I agree. I agree. Like of course and people, I don't know anyone who has VR goggles or AR. Are they the same thing? Augmented reality, virtual Virtual. reality. Whatever. No, not I just know people like who have done it like experimentally like in their houses and like nobody owns VR and like hangs out in their VR glasses. Like I just think this whole augmented virtual reality was like a trend a few years ago and it really never took off and I just feel like maybe it's time to let sleeping dogs lie. Yes, but then I was actually in a conversation last week about um, NFTs and I was learning, I'm not in the world at all, but I think like with the rise of NFTs, they're also like AR, VR, there's like other worlds that people will be living in Got it. and spending time in and buying. She's getting it's emotional. An emotional subject. <laughs> and buying like things in other worlds. I mean the whole other realities. Other reality thing just reminds me of that Black Mirror episode with mm-hmm. Landry from Friday Night Lights where he ends up like kidnapping people from his office and putting them in that virtual like spaceship and then they find a way to kill him. Yeah. And he oh. like dies in the video game. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it reminds me of the Black Mirror. VR reminds me of the Black Mirror episode where those two friends keep playing this video game. Where I have not seen it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so there's two friends. They both put on their VR goggles and get into a video game where they each pick a character that's not like them at all. And in the video game they're playing against each other all the time and, and they spend they're just fucking the whole time like what they're two um the two, i did not think that's what you were gonna say the two video game characters like are in love with each other like they the, both these guys are like friends like buddies from college and they'll log on oh, are they like straight guys they're straight guys i think like they're married and like they would log on at night and like go fuck their buddies video game character they were like in love in the vr and then in real life like they would never they weren't into each other in real life but they had this like whole other life in the video game and uh they had it like come to terms with it and i I think the way that it ended was like oh sorry spoiler alert um because the wife like found out what was going on and the way that ended is like i think like once a year they got to like play their video game and like stop them crying and like like see their long lost lover that's like brokeback mountain like they used to only be able to see each other once a year Uh also um I just can't, I like refuse to support Black Mirror as an institution after they, they literally destroyed me when they made me watch that prime minister fuck a pig. Stop. Because his daughter or the princess's daughter was kidnapped. And the second he started fucking the pig to completion, which of course he couldn't do. So he had to go for like two hours and then they let the princess go. I, that was the the last episode of Black Mirror I ever watched. And every couple months I think about it and it's so upsetting. Like it was the worst thing I ever in my whole life. And I've seen some fucked. It is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Like it brings me a, I have trauma, like real PTSD trauma from it. Yeah, I totally agree. That was so unnecessary. So, by the way, nobody asked for that. Like so fucking unnecessary. Yeah. And like the moral of the story is like because everyone was like, like they let her out like the minute, like right he before the fucking. broadcast started. So if not, everyone was like fixed on their TV screens, they would have known. Yeah. She was, like, running through the street. Sick. Sick. Oh, my God. I honestly, I don't know if I can go on with the show. Like, once it gets in my head, I'm, like, so mad that we're talking about it because you don't understand how this literally haunts me. Haunts. Um... Okay. But can we talk about the WeWork documentary? I yes. watched it on Friday night because you told me about it. And me and Ben were like, I had a lot of thoughts on it. I had a lot of different feelings about it. That's why I'm glad we're talking. I don't know if I said all my feelings on the show because, like, on, on the one hand, I was like, this Dramatic is, much. Yeah, dramatic much. On the other hand, like, uh, this guy was definitely, Adam was just like a freak. A freak. But that's not a crime. <laughs> 
No, I just think the whole documentary was so dramatic. And I was like waiting for him. Like, okay, when does he start killing everyone? I'm like, they just made it seem like he was such a bad guy. And he was a freak. And him and his wife, the only thing they were really guilty of was doing too much too fast. Like, and if WeWork had just stayed being WeWork and they didn't try to have the schools and the living facilities, like that was fucking weird. Yeah, but like people lived there. And, then and they, they loved it. Those people were so the happiest they'd ever been in their lives. So I, I thought they, I think like that's it's, what I was. I think I said on the show like they were really doing that shit. Like they were talking like even the camp like they, like they put it on like it's literally fire festival, but they made it happen. No, it's not fire festival. No, I'm sorry, it's what fire festival like should have like the infrastructure yeah. like they made these things happen. And we were watching and I'm like, wow, can't relate to being that big of a loser to like ever going to a WeWork summer camp. But these people are having the time of their lives and like no one's getting hurt. So I just didn't understand why the documentary like was hell bent on villainizing this guy Adam when his really only mistake was mismanaging his money and his business and thinking that he was like godlike and yeah he they were trying to paint him like a Keith Raniere so I'm like okay when does the branding start <laughs> but there was no branding like I feel like he was a freak and it definitely sucked that like all those people got laid off and he walked away with one billion dollars and is still waiting for another 500 million from SoftBank to this day Definitely unfair. Yeah. Again, that's just how these tech things work. People step down to CEO companies and get hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, that's just the world we live in. And at the end, when that girl was like, I lost my purpose and like, like, it was so unbelievably dramatic. I was like, girl, it's just a job. Like, it was just, I was not <laughs> feeling sympathy for these people at all when like I should have been, I guess. I agree. I just thought they really like were trying really hard to find an angle on this story. When it is actually really interesting how you go to market at 47 billion and no one buys your shares and you end up at 10 billion. And there was an interesting story there to how they were like, you know, considering their numbers. Like they weren't, I don't think they were, they were being like just deceptive in like how they crunch their numbers. And I think that's an interesting story, like for like a financial documentary. But my God, were they being such drama queens? And honestly, that guy, the bald guy who works for NYU Stern, he was so funny. When they were saying like in their mission statement, like, we are a collective of creative, and the guy was like, you literally lease desks. Like, you chill. know, it's, it's obviously. It's like, and how much they didn't want to be a real estate company when literally they're a real estate company. Well, obviously, Adam never watched the founder because yeah. if he had, then he would have known like the value would have been in buying all this real estate. And then he wouldn't have been a burger company. He would have been a real estate company. Yes, but, and that's why I always assume they owned all the buildings that they had office spaces in, and it made sense when they didn't because you he didn't start with a lot of money and that's why he could just lease these random floors for like m certain amounts of money per month in order to buy buildings in the city. And that's what they were saying. It is generational wealth. Like you have to be so wealthy to just like pick up a building or own a floor. Like, and that's, I was like, how did he get started? And also what about the other founder who literally didn't say one, he wasn't even in the documentary. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. I just felt like they had it out for this guy, Adam. And I can't stress like if I met Adam, I would, <laughs> Despise him. No, like, and like everything about the we meant like oh, oh, we grow, we live. It was so lame. No, like, and it's like all this like jargon buzzwords that like mean absolutely nothing. nothing. Like I have no time for. Yeah. But I agree with you. They really weren't trying to like shoehorn this narrative where it's like it's we all were <laughs> <laughs> we all like really were kind of pathetic. Yeah, no, and honestly, like I feel like the documentary intended to make Adam look bad, but it ended up making a lot of the people who worked for WeWork, WeWork look like some of the biggest losers I've ever met in my life. Sorry. I, I agree. The, the documentary was giving me Nexium vibes because I all I was thinking was like how everyone in Nexium was a huge fucking loser. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't even like a cool celebrity cult. It was like your most famous person is a girl from... Smallville. Smallville, like get better celebrities. Like, and that's how I felt about this documentary. I'm like, where's the drama? Like, yeah. what's the tea? Like, I know, but you know what the tea was a little bit? Like Ashton Kutcher. Oh, going thank, all in. Thank you so much for bringing that up because the next day, me and Ben watched it on Friday night and we're walking to lunch and we're still talking about it. And I'm like, honestly, I feel like they tried to paint Adam Newman to like look like a loser. When at the end of the day, the documentary was worse for nobody than it was for Ashton Kutcher. Like going on this PR like loserdom tour, I was like, Honestly, aren't you embarrassed like to be yeah. associated? Also, it wasn't great for Gwyneth Paltrow. Rebecca, Adam's wife, is her cousin. Oh. And so she was like this freaky deaky, like hippie, like we grow, we live, all these things. She's like, we're not going to be done until we change the consciousness of the world. And so she did like a goop like panel or something. So like Gwyneth was in the documentary. It wasn't great for Gwyneth. But it was really honestly embarrassing for Ashton Kutcher. Like he should never leave his house again. <laughs> But he will. Yeah. You know that he will. Yeah, I agree. I had um, mixed feelings about it. And it just wasn't so... I'm like, why was everyone so hyped up about a, a, like, a Regis office space concept 
No. Like, why Why was it even $47 million? Like, because that's the on, marketing. That's on Silicon Valley. No, but that's the marketing. That was, like, Adam's... That's what he brought to the table. It really was, like, people wanted to live there. Like, yeah. it was this, like, cult-like community, but they weren't hurting anyone, so it's not a cult. Yeah. And I'm sorry, like, if you agree to live in a we live, like, that's on you. <laughs> We're all grown adults. Like, it was really weird. Yeah. When, when he was like, I would have friends come over and they would never come back. Like, obviously, like, what are you doing? It yeah. was so bizarre. I completely agree. So I said what I said and I thought it was really fucking weird. And I thought the documentary was just trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. And maybe we're just conditioned to watch documentaries where things are so fucking crazy. And our minds to be blown. But like sometimes, yeah, I guess it is interesting. We used to see the headlines about WeWork. I think we reported on some of it. I don't think we ingested Cared. anything that actually happened because this was all news to me. So yes, it is nice to know what happened. But I agree. Maybe we're just conditioned to like expect the craziest shit from documentaries and there wasn't anything that crazy. It was a big, fat, fucking nothing burger nothing burger with a little loser sauce no a little a lot <laughs> um so yeah i i would recommend it though honestly like the documentary because like it was interesting like there were interesting and parts it, of it because and i think for me what was interesting is like with all this like tech companies and stuff and these valuations like they really don't ever make sense to me and like Never. i couldn't wrap my head around how a company like we work that actually was really successful and like people were in the door and people are and signing up. It was a great idea. And they couldn't get enough space. Like, you know, how like. 200 locations. Right. How that becomes not profitable. Right. Well, that's the whole thing. Like Uber doesn't make any money. That is something I'll never understand. But now they're under new management. We work is still in business. I, I feel like they didn't make that clear enough. I'm like, so is this company out of order? Like right. But I also had the thought, I don't know if I said this on the show already, if they could have like chugged along a little longer till COVID and then everything hit the fan, they could have made it seem like COVID was the reason. Yes. But I was thinking that during the documentary too. I'm like, well, this company was going under regardless because working from home, like your whole business is out. Your whole business is out. No one's <clears> going into the office, let alone with a million strangers in a commune. Right. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and by the way, even if COVID hadn't taken them down, the culture now around working is so different that honestly, the concept of shared workspace is a little outdated. Now we're all working remotely. We're not rubbing up against strangers. No, like, it's they like, wouldn't have survived. It's on a need basis who we're going to be next. It, it's the antithesis of a post-pandemic world. And I, But I think that if they could have gotten to March 2020. They could have blamed it on that. They could have blamed it on that. Of like course. so many companies of will course. do and have done. Becca Cosmetics, first to go. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's... Cut the chit chat and get on to our interview. Yes. So if you're watching um, on YouTube, there's another video just next on our channel. It is the bold type. We've got Kat, Jane, Sutton. The girls are back together. And it was really, really awesome to talk to them. And if you're listening as a podcast, just keep listening. And thank you guys for listening to the show. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Jackie and I are humbled, honored, and just like so excited for our guests. We have... All three castmates. We've got Aisha, we've got Katie, we've got Megan from The Bold Type, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. We've been talking about your show for the last two weeks on the podcast. We are obsessed, and now you're here. Final season's premiering in two days. Like, we're devastated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people, pe people are pretty sad about it. Well, that leads me to my first question. Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, free form. I mean... Question yeah, mark? Do you do getting canceled? No. No, no. Yeah. we weren't. We weren't. That's the thing is like, I think that it's really cool that like I've been on a show where we have been canceled before it's the time and we don't get to get the chance to like wrap it up. And so I, I think I speak on behalf of the three of us when I say like we are very grateful to Freeform for giving us a season, letting us know it's the last one, letting the writers know it's the last one so that they could like really wrap up the stories and like give these characters and us the goodbyes that we wanted and deserve five seasons is like so cool <laughs> no totally. it's amazing and to be able to end on your own terms is always ideal you know but i think for some of us it's just like upsetting because like we have found comfort in the show and in the development of your characters but also the characters around you like jacqueline and oliver and i just like i don't know what i'm gonna do without my gals <laughs> well you could rewatch the show i already did <laughs> <laughs> have you have you guys finished filming the final season yet yeah so how do you feel about the way it ends for your characters like do you feel do you feel good about it I definitely do I think people are going to be happy 
we better with you. <laughs> with with you. you, we better. I'll be so upset. Seriously, unforgivable if we don't see a Sutton and Richard. Like, I get that you had to play with us in season four, but like, obviously, you guys are OTP. And if that doesn't work out, like, just know, like, I will be upset. Wait, what's OTP? I don't know what that is. One true pair. One it's- true pairing. I learned this recently. Oh, cool. And that's like what you guys are. So I'm glad to hear that from you. Yeah, I'm glad we got a nod from you. Yeah. What about you, Aisha? How, how are we feeling where Kat ends up? I was actually very surprised. Ooh. I was not expecting it. And it really okay. happens so fast. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good to know. I mean, I feel like the show is successful for so many reasons. But for us, like, I feel two really strong ways about the show. One, I think you guys incorporate social media and just, like, influencers in a really natural way where sometimes, like, you hear, like, TV shows like Emily in Paris, like, talking about influencers. And it's, like, so cringy. You could die. So I feel like it actually makes us feel seen. Like, oh, my God, you guys actually, like, that is how it actually is as an influencer. And I think you guys really handle like controversial topics in really approachable ways. Like one of our favorite episodes was Betsy the gun. Like it was so funny, but it was also like, my girl. It was valuable. I it just was think, valuable. Yeah. And like when you guys are filming those episodes, like, do you guys know like that it's going to be, it's like so funny, but it's also very accessible talking about like hard things. I, I think that we've always, you know, there are some times where we do something that's a controversial topic and we're like, I hope that this, it goes over the way it's intended. But I think we have always been able to show the gray area to these topics to be like, oh, you can actually sit and disagree about something and be able to have a conversation about it and, you know, come out the other side, maybe with with more knowledge and feel more educated about where somebody's coming from. And, you know, I think that that's important in this day and age where like so many people just want to live in an echo chamber and don't want to challenge themselves to like think about how other people feel or might feel differently um so I feel like we've always handled that and we have always gotten messages from fans being like we paused the show and like me and my friends talked about it and I think that that's like so cool to have that effect yeah yeah it's super valuable and also like another element that I just feel like really elevates the show is the wardrobe. And Jackie actually pointed something out to me that I thought was so interesting that like some of your characters have worn the same thing more than once, which is like how actual girls who work at a magazine live and just like normal people. And so first of all, I love that. And second of all, do you get to keep any of your clothes? Cause like, they're all so stunning. <laughs> we were able to buy some of them this final season. Um, and we did half, that half off. <laughs> Which, That's by so the way, crazy. most of the stuff that we wear is, like, still a pretty penny. Like, yeah. it's not. But that was, that... like, one of the cool things about it. It's, like, the, some of the stuff that I took home, like, I would never buy for myself. So it just felt like a good opportunity. You know, they, like, tailor everything to our bodies and stuff. So why not? That's, That's so true. true. And so where do you guys film? Montreal. Oh. Even the New York City outdoor scenes. What? Yeah, so like, like even the even the city yeah, scenes. Yeah, the outdoor scenes, the outdoor scenes. I mean, in season 1 we did get to go to New York and like film for a couple of days, but apart from that, like there's a park in Montreal that like we cheat as Central Park and That is so Oh my god, I thought this whole time that you guys filmed in New York and we're in New York and we had no clue. Right. I can tell because of the scaffolding <laughs> and I really miss it. And Wait, the construction Literally, noises. they've been putting up the scaffolding in front of our, like, beautiful, <clears throat> excuse me, our beautiful window. And it's like, hello. And there's, like, construction. Usually during our show, you'll see, like, a bunch of hot construction guys just, like, like working on. In the on, back of our show. In the back of our show. Yeah. So this dog. Oh, this is Theo. <laughs> He's a huge fan. He watched the whole um, series with me a couple weeks ago. And... He had some thoughts, but overall, he's really pulling for Sutton and Richard. So hopefully you can make that work for him. <laughs> for Theo? Yes. Theo? Okay. Yeah. I'll put a call in <laughs> on Theo's behalf. So the new season premieres in two days. How are we feeling? Are we, We're obviously sad. We're, you know, bittersweet. But how are you guys feeling about the final season? I'm excited. I think it's great. I think yeah. people are going to like it. And... Sorry, Meg. We're all ready to kind of like give it to the world and then sort of move forward down the road. Yeah. Did you guys film this season during COVID? Did that change how you were able to do some of the stuff? Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
What were like the protocols? Take it away, Aish. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, it changed it a lot. But you know, what's nice about it was we knew what everyone's face looked like, you know, from their nostrils down because we've been really blessed to have a lot of the same crew for all five seasons. So I think it would have been a lot harder if we didn't know everyone already and have like cultivated relationships with them. So we all kind of helped each other through it. But yeah, it was really hard. Like, you know, that's part of the reason why I love my job is that I get to feel like I'm in the circus and like... (laughs) hug people and um so that that was really difficult but you know we got through it and I'm so like I mean I speak for all of us but I feel like we're also grateful that we got to do it because um you know these are like interesting times so we're very blessed for sure well we're grateful that you got to do it because we're so excited the new season premieres on freeform on the 26th of may so we'll be watching thank you guys so much for being here we are obsessed like thank you for the work that you do (laughs) for the culture for the community like we love you thank you guys and thank you guys for listening we will see you tomorrow we love you thank you so much